For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. In our business, we're big fans of financial literacy and accountability. Knowing your numbers is an essential aspect of building a successful business and inherent responsibility for any entrepreneur. We also believe that what you focus on grows. So pay attention to your money. How do we stay up to speed on our numbers? We use Bench for our bookkeeping. It's simple, elegant, and saves us so many hours that would otherwise be spent neck deep in receipts on the other side of a spreadsheet. Each month, our transactions are automatically imported into Bench and we get on-demand financial reports. We even enjoy opening up our profit and loss statement to review each month. And when tax time comes around, we are up to date and ready to go. And this is what financial empowerment feels like. Head on over to anshe.co slash bench to save 20% off your Bench accounting plan for the first six months. Welcome to the Anshi Spoke Podcast. Hello, Jenny. It's been a while. Hey, Sandy. It's been a while. Yeah. So we apologize for those of you listening in real time to this show. We are now a couple of weeks behind on releasing an episode because there is a global pandemic going on and we felt like the episodes we had in the queue were not sensitive to what was happening in the world. So we had to wait until we had a hot minute to sit down, and it's now Saturday night, (laughs) two weeks into this, and this is the first moment we've had to take a deep breath and have a conversation here. So welcome to all of you who are new, and thank you all of you who are veterans of the show, and thank you for being here and, and being patient with us. It's been a long two weeks for everyone, not just for us, obviously. And I think it's important that we share what we've been through and tell a few stories of what we witnessed with ourselves and our team and our clients. And the world has changed and the world will never be the same. And I just think we need to talk about it, Jenny. Yeah. So we had some strategic ideas for what to do in this show. And we're going to save those till our next episode or series of episodes, because we have a lot of insights into trends that we're seeing and some advice for those of you who are newer into the online space or newer into entrepreneurialism. But we just felt like it was timely to just have a conversation about how this global emergency has affected the two of us and our company. And I can say that 
we've seen things happen in the last two weeks that you and I, Sandy, never anticipated. I mean, on some level, maybe because I'm a futurist and a scenario planner and I think long term, but I didn't really think it would happen. (laughs) So, you know, we have had, I would say, definitely some of the hardest couple of weeks of my life last week, the week before this weekend. So the first kind of week was the worst, like the worst week for our company that we've ever had. And it was the fastest growth we've ever had. So they interestingly went together, but we had to scale our business very fast. And for those of you who know anything about us and what we stand for, we stand for sustainability and digital artisanship and slow growth, slow growth and meaningful work and being a very humane business and brand. And we have had to make some very quick, difficult decisions that I never anticipated having to do as a founder. And so we're just going to kind of talk through some of that. And also, because this is our show and our podcast and the place where we share our deepest dreams and hopes and advice, we're going to talk about sort of the personal toll that that's had. And I would say, Sandy, we mm-hmm. don't even know that yet because we're still mm-hmm. in it. That's right. But there's just like these glimmers of remembering, oh, yeah, there's a world out there and my life is out there somewhere floating mm-hmm. around. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's just... So many stories. I wish that we had like a camera following us, like documenting all the stuff that happened because I think we won't even remember everything that happened. But I want to touch upon, you said we like to remember the humanity and like we want to build a business humanely. And this type of growth, we would never, ever, ever do this on purpose. But the other side of that is like all these yoga and gyms and Pilates studios and fitness centers lost their business within a matter of days. And so there are people on the other side asking for our help to save their business and to pay their employees. And that's truly what's really driving me is like, I really feel like we have the weight on my shoulders or our shoulders collectively are to save these businesses. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just so driven by that. And it's also so exhausting. Yeah, I would agree that it's exhausting. And I also think no one was prepared for this to happen. And so we've had our share of foibles and mistakes and unfortunate luck that's taken place as well. And I want to say that what I'm seeing with other founders and companies and friends of ours that we know is that this is either causing this excessive, very fast, uncomfortable level of growth or it's causing companies to have to shutter. And there's not a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, March of 2020 is just like March of 2019 with 10% growth. Like nobody is saying that, right? Like it's either you're overwhelmed by the intensity of it or you're overwhelmed by the sort of scarcity or the loss of it. And I think that the other thing that you and I have just started to mention to each other, Sandy, is like the mourning the loss of the company Mm -hmm. we had because we don't have it anymore. And we have something new and our partnership, our relationship to the work is changing very fast. And we hired a lot of people really fast. And so this beautiful (laughs) entity, it's almost like a creature, you know, I don't even know what to call it. But for me, I saw our business as this living, breathing, evolving 
experiment that we were co-creating and imagining into the world. And I feel like we lost a lot of control over that really fast. So I'm not even done with coming to terms with that at all. But I think that for those of you who have had really, I mean, every single person listening to this show has had repercussions of what's going on in the world whether it's affecting your job or your business or your health or someone you love or your freedom or your sense of security or your emotional well-being or a number of those things, everybody is affected. And so I think that there's this sense of loss and mourning for the lives that we had before two weeks Mm -hmm. ago. And I don't think this is something that's going away quickly. In fact, I can't imagine that this isn't going to have a lasting impact on our lives and our generations. So I don't know Mm -hmm. what else to say other than, you know, you show up and you do your best every day and you make mistakes and you try to course correct in real time as best as you can. And you try to be generous when you can be generous, but no one's ready for war. That's always my comparison is like for previous generations, this is our war. Like that feeling of the world has changed and nothing will be the same. I know it's not a direct comparison, but it's like that kind of catastrophic, right? Like nothing will ever be the same. And this loss of control pre-COVID, we had this, like you say, nice little life. And we could, if we wanted to make sales, we would do lunch and we would make sales. And if we wanted to pull back and take some time off, we could do that. And now we don't have any of that control. And I was talking with a girlfriend, she has a clinical practice and it's all shut down. So they literally have no income right now. And she's terrified and she's cooped up at home with her children, which millions of people are in that situation. And she looks at other friends who are working full time, whether they're in nursing or healthcare, whatever, and then us. And we're just flat out, flat out. And she just wishes so much that she could have a paycheck and a choice to get out of the house. And like sometimes I just wish that I didn't have a job and I could just be home with my family and read a book. You know, like nobody is happy with their situation, even when it seems like there's a negative right now, it feels like to every scenario that's happening out there. Well, as humans, we're addicted to this illusion of control. And so everyone's control, everyone's choice, whether it was the real choice or not, that's all gone, right? So this sense of I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to have the kind of job I want, the kind of lifestyle I want. I'm going to go where I want, when I want. All of that is gone for most of us. And we don't know when it's coming back. And so this is unprecedented, right? But I think it's so interesting because we run in circles of entrepreneurs, Sandy. And I think that that's really helpful in a time like this because I'm constantly exposed to collaborators and colleagues of ours who have a growth mindset and who are thinking innovatively about how to solve problems, whether they're around global public health or how to build companies that meet the needs of the changing world. And that is so helpful to be around and to surround yourself with people who aren't sort of shrinking into fear, right? So I think that in a way, it's such a blessing that we've been so caught up and preoccupied by just this energy that has been thrust into our lives versus like sinking quietly into a corner and just not knowing what to do with those feelings. No, it's so true. And we have just had the most remarkable of two weeks. And every day, something happens. Every day, something incredible either good or bad happens. And I just want to say to you, Jenny, I just admire the way that you've stood up and led all of us and you've made fast decisions and you've made decisions whether we hire or don't hire or partner or don't partner or spend or don't spend. And I thought you were just 
remarkable. And I just want to publicly say Mm -hmm. that there wasn't a day that both of us didn't break down and we had to really hold each other up, you know, like just comfort and just be the strong one at different points because it was all so overwhelming what we had to do and what we had to decide. Like we built a team in days from all over the world. You know, you were interviewing devs from all corners of the globe. You chose to put an SOS out and ask for help. Like we're drowning. Like who can help us? Who knows somebody? And you found all the people that are working with us now. So I thought you were, the word is remarkable. I thought you were just remarkable through this. Well, I feel the same way, Sandy. I think in a year or two years or whenever this is over, 18 months when we're all vaccinated and living normal lives again, although I think it will always be different, I think we can reflect on what this was. But, you know, I feel like those of us that have the skill set to use the internet are so lucky. Like it's such a lucky set of decisions that we've made that give us the ability to create income, to create jobs. I see so many people in my world being laid off right now. And I feel grateful to be able to hire a whole bunch of people and give them jobs and steady paychecks. And it's largely luck, right, that we chose years ago to go into a field like this where, I mean, partly it's not luck because, first of all, there was a lot of agency and hard work that went into that choice. But as someone who studied extreme global change, I mean, that was my entire life from being a young child, right? I was like the canary in the coal mine, always warning people of things like pandemics. And in particular, I used to speak around the world on stages about the changing nature and the spread of vectors for infectious disease because of climate change. This is something that I know quite a lot about. And 10 years ago, 12 years ago, standing on stages around the world, trying to convince people to give money and to give resources and to create organizations and efforts to deal with this exact thing. It's a really weird thing to see it play out, but I have made decisions for my own life, my own career, and my family that were positioned around knowing that whether it was this or one of the 300,000 other Mm -hmm. things that can and could happen, I feel like, yeah, I'm not at all surprised, (laughs) you know, and I feel grateful for having followed that intuition and learned what I've learned to be in the position that I'm in now. And it's again, like moment to moment, right? Like none of us know how healthy we're going to be tomorrow or next week. I mean, it's a terrifying prospect for all of us. And so like there's your business and you can feel like, wow, okay, I can make decisions and I can do all this intentional work. And then at the end of the day, we're all animals and we're human. And you know, we can make choices that increase the likelihood that we're protected, (laughs) but it's not a guarantee. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy-to-use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live-streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. Unlike other startups, Namastream was created by women for women. If you're looking for a simple, streamlined way to build and grow an online business, you can learn more at namastream.com. I want to go back to the point that you said about like how lucky we are to be on the internet. And so I don't want this to be all doom and gloom and poor us. And we're so tired and we've been so busy because we've had so many new accounts created. I also really celebrate the possibility. We have to accept that this is our new reality. So what are we going to do about it? 
What are we going to do? How are we going to think? Mm-hmm. What decisions are we going to make? And there's so many times in this last two weeks, I think we could have shrunk and closed the laptops and walked away and said, I'm done. This is too hard. So many times. Like there's so many times I thought it was going to happen between you or me, but we didn't. And I just want to say to all of those of you who are like, oh my God, what's next? It's like, there's so many things. There's so many things to do. There's so many opportunities. I know we've heard from hundreds of current Namastream clients that are like, thank God I did this. Like, I am so lucky that I can just like turn it on and have instant business on the internet. And then there's all these other people who jumped really quickly and are like, I see it. This is what we have to do. And then there's this sort of third wave now who are like, oh my God, I guess I have to. And we've just dealt with so many people in the inbox and thousands. And there is either an attitude of like, get down and hustle. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. Just tell me what this means and that means I'm going to do it. And the sites that are created on Namastream are amazing, gorgeous, beautiful. Like people are hustling to save their business. They're hustling to deliver their service to their clients and their students. And it's an amazing thing to watch, like to see these people decide and get down and dirty and just do the work, do the work, do the work. But there's Mm -hmm. also people who are like, this is too hard. I can't do it. It's like, okay. That's life, right? It's kind of like, I don't know if it's the same as the 80-20 rule, but in an organization, you know, it's sort of like 20% of the people do 80% of the work and they're just like the leaders or the entrepreneurs. And you can tell who is who. And I mean, people have bad days and we all have them. And I've definitely in my time like yelled at people who work at airlines when I miss a flight or like <laughs> when my flights, came. like I'm that person too. So I get it. And that's the worst part of myself. So I know what it's like to confront the worst part of yourself when you're operating from a place of exhaustion and fear. But I will say that in this new economy, I mean, we spent years harping mm-hmm. on this idea of a new economy and it took me a long time to get you on board to talk about it. And now like you you've been on board and I feel like now people are going to be ready to hear about this. Like the way you're used to living and working and earning and spending is not ever going to be the same. And the sooner you come to terms with that and accept that everything from this moment forward is different, the more quickly you're going to become someone who's able to thrive and succeed in the new economy. And like, damn, we saw this coming. Didn't think it would happen this fast. Like, I didn't think the pandemic would be this global. Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. was like, this is not a surprise at all. And so in a way, there are lots of tools and resources that have been built for years for those of you that are just confronting this right now. And I don't want to be patronizing. I know that that's how it comes across. That's like the 16-year-old in me, like realizing she was right. (laughs) So I have to sort of be a little self-righteous right now because I'm like, I said this. I wrote this. This was going to happen. I talked to a lot of people about it. I raised a lot of money about it. Like I knew it was going to happen. It's like just all those pandemic experts that are being interviewed by journalists, right? Like, yeah, I wrote a book about this in 2012. It says this exact thing was going to happen. Remember, (laughs) you know? And so I want to be like, yeah, like not surprised. So if you were operating in this fiction, the brick and mortar business you built or the startup that you built that was built off of the old way of living was going to thrive, like that's not true. It's just not the truth anymore. (laughs) So maybe that could have lasted another five or 10 years for you, but it didn't. And so what do we do now? And I'm not saying like we have the answers or I have the answers at all, but I'm just saying like this was bound to happen. This should not surprise anyone. 
But it also is a time of great innovation and imagination and creative energy, right? Like we can really choose to see that side of it and believe those thoughts that make us like get creative and rise from the ashes as opposed to, I think we have to all go through a little bit of mourning, you know, like, oh my God, this has happened. Okay. Now what? Like bring it on. Like yeah. right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and I are in a place yeah. of like bring it on. We have so many opportunities. I also love so much how many people we are employed. We have the pick of yeah. anybody that we want because so many people are losing their jobs. We get to like super high talented pool of help that we maybe wouldn't have been able to afford a year ago. So it's like this is fantastic. Like what can we create? Like what can we create? Yeah. It's just yeah. remarkable. It's amazing. Well. It is. And it goes just like beyond business, right? It goes home. I've seen the memes going around where like everyone's stuck at home with kids, but like this is this opportunity to spend time with your family, to cook meals from scratch, to rethink the way that you live and interact and what it means to be part of our culture and part of a family and part of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so it's, there's so much beauty that comes yeah. out of this. And I love your conversation about innovation because I was reading earlier today that the man who invented the Dyson vacuum, like invented a new ventilator in 10 days, yes, like that they're starting that. to man- manufacture and, you know, like car and aviation companies are starting to manufacture medical equipment. And whenever something really hard happens, something beautiful can come out of it, right? Out of the ashes. That's the way human civilization mm-hmm. works. And so, you know, I do, though, want to be conscious of the grief. Like, we talked a little bit about our grieving. And I think it's going to keep coming because grief isn't one time. Like, it comes in waves and everyone experiences it differently. And again, those people who were on the edge or were experiencing mental and emotional health issues, I think this is just absolutely devastating. And I'm concerned that the medical resources that normally would be available to those people are not Mm -hmm. right now. And so I just like, yeah, we're talking about innovation and doing our best because that's what we can do that we have skills at. Like if I were a mental health provider or I were a doctor or I were whatever, (laughs) if I were in a different role, I would 100% go take that on and try to be innovative and fully present in that role too. And like, I think Everyone has to look at what your skill set is, like evaluate for yourself and how can you best be of service in a time like this to others, but also to yourself. Like, what do you need to do to be the best version of yourself today? Because the world needs you to be the best version of yourself right now. I've also spoken with friends who watch all these people inventing ventilators out of vacuum cleaners and delivering meals from their restaurant and so on. And they also feel like, I don't have the energy for that. What's wrong with me? Why can't I contribute to the world like all these other people? And I just been saying like being at home with your kids is just as valuable. It's an incredibly important job. I always say this from my coach that life is 50-50, right? 50 good, 50 bad, and there's light yeah. and darkness. So sometimes you just need to sit in the darkness, but know that the light is there whenever you're ready, right? To change your thinking about it. And so, oh, it's a full human experience what we're going through right now. That's right. I woke up this morning really early in the dark and I usually wake up and like try to be productive because that's who I am. But I realized this morning that it's been 10 years since my mom passed away, mm-hmm. 10 years today. And it's just such this interesting milestone for me, like all of the waves of feelings and thinking about all of the people who are experiencing memories or like missing out on memories right now because they're so consumed in the situation. And I think that 
part of the reason we created this podcast was because of the word and, and she, so you can be both a leader and a visionary and an innovator and a parent and someone that's grieving and someone that's feeling excited and someone that's feeling frustrated. Like you can be at any one moment or in any one day, you can be all of those things. And we want this to be a place where you embrace that about yourself because that's what's happening, right? Like I can be a CEO making really big financial decisions and then I can break down crying to you five minutes later Mm -hmm. and then I can go give my daughter a bath and then I can go do the next 10 things on my list and I'm all of those things in the same day. Yeah, it's really quite beautiful. And we are all that and. and. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we changed the name before this happened (laughs) so that we have a repository to have these conversations and we have so many interviews right now like a lot of our upcoming episodes are interviews and so we're working to figure out how much we're just going to put those on hold right now versus airing some of those intertwined with conversations i think that this is just one episode and a pretty long <laughs> series of conversations about what's unfolding here in our industry and in entrepreneurship and wowie what a time to be alive huh it really is. I think we're also going to skip the joy and hustle today because this just... Uh, yeah, there's nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't feel right. I do have lots of suggestions. I think that maybe next time we can have a brainstorming session where we share some things that have been really helpful. Like I have great tutorials I found on how to sew masks for healthcare providers and like lots of great resources for fun activities for kids that are at home. And I just also would love a chance to do some of that in our joys and hustles moving forward. So, But today, this is just sort of a moment in time. You're hearing a real conversation between two friends and two business partners who are confronting a very big change. Amen to that. All right, folks. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We'll see you next time. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start, to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're gonna help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free.